0: Hello everyone and welcome to Play DNA. My name is Sarah. I'm Damon. And I'm Cassandra. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about games like we always do. (laughs) So welcome back. Let's talk about the games that we've already played before on the podcast. So I've played several this week that we've already played. We played Heat, Pedal to the Metal again. (laughs) We played a new track this time, which was a bit of a challenge for everyone. Such a fun, great game. We also played Tinderblocks Blocks again, Savannah Park again, and Spots again, which are all great games. So nice. What did you guys play?
1: We played Zendo. Uh, Ooh, I love that game. Yeah, which again, maybe it's not a game, but I love it. I I don't
2: see any reason that's not a game.
1: I don't know, people argue it's not a game. I mean, the rules are kind of loosey-goosey, but eh. And there's no, there are no scores or anything. What else did we play? We played some Magic again. Um, we've been getting good use out of the free magic cards that we got from Packs, and I think that's it.
2: Uh, I played Consentical. Oh, okay. Uh, a game I've mentioned before under, I think, our Most Beautiful Games episode. It's a two-player game about, it's hard to say, it's about consent and aliens and tentacles, but it's not nearly as lurid as it sounds, or maybe it's more lurid, I guess. It's a very good-looking game.
1: I don't know. Um, the pictures are a little lurid.
2: When described before, played with Cassandra, and we had said that the game may not work that well if you know another person super, super well, uh-huh. um, as it's a cooperative game that kind of relies on like nonverbal communication, if you're already really good at that, then the game is just sort of like, you're, you've already beaten it before you've even started. Tested it again with somebody who I did not know well at all, and it worked quite a bit better. So yes, the game does work better that way and is a lot more difficult.
1: But it's a weird game to play with somebody that you don't know because it's called Consentical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird name.
2: Yeah, say the name before you break out the box. That's what I did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it worked quite a bit better. So
1: Maybe for like a first or second date or something. It could work well.
0: What did you play that was new? The first game we played that was new is a game that came out initially in 1969. It's called Stop Thief. The box says it's a logical deduction game. I don't know how much you're deducing really, but also we played on the simplest level. So you have this board that sits in the middle of the table, and there's four quadrants to the board, and each person... You, you download this app that goes with the game and then each person is moving their figure around the board trying to catch the thief. And they swipe left and then it gives them a sound effect. So the sound effect could be either footsteps walking, a door creaking, outside noises, or it could be uh, a subway sound. So just those four things. So if if, he's, if you hear footsteps, you know he's walking inside a building if you hear outside noises, you know he's walking outside. If you hear a door creak, you know he moved through a doorway. And if he's in the subway, you'll hear the subway sounds. I found it a kind of a frustrating game, really, because every time someone would, f- you, you find several thieves throughout the game. You have to collect mm-hmm. twenty thousand dollars to win the game, and then, but I always found that like, since I was last in turn order, people already kind of figured out where the thief was, so they were already moving that direction. And then I was last, and then I could never catch up. And then they'd catch that thief, and then. I'd be racing to the next location, and then I just couldn't quite get there in time before that thief was caught. And I don't know. I found it very frustrating. But also, I think that if we played a harder level, it might be harder to deduce where the thief is. So by the time it got to my turn, maybe I would have a better shot at finding him. Mm -hmm. So First player doesn't rotate? No, it always stays. this. It just goes in a circle. So whoever caught the last thief, the next person will start there. Gotcha. and And then the thief will move around. They do have the original... So they have an app with like new sound effects, but you can actually play with the original sound effects that came with the game back in 1969. They actually put those in the app as well. So that's kind of fun. Like if you had the game back then and you want to feel nostalgic, you can play the old 1980s boop-boop-beep-boop boop, boop sounds or whatever if you like that sort of thing. But I don't know. I didn't think it was that great of a game. But <laughs> We played a
1: game called Project L. And Project L is a puzzle game, but it's also, I would argue it's kind of a deck builder. But in Project L, the goal is to collect polyomino pieces and use them to match patterns on the goal cards. So on your turn, you can take a shape. Every time you take a shape, you have to start with the little baby shape, which is just a one, just like one tiny little cube. And then there's a two- There are several threes and there are several fours, Um, all different shapes like Tetris shapes. You can also take a goal card. So you can take a goal card, which is going to have a shape on it that you're trying to make your little polyamino pieces into, or you can upgrade a shape to the next size. So if you have a piece that is a two, then you can upgrade to a three. What was interesting about the game is that when you complete one of the goal cards, you get a reward, which is a new piece, but you also get all of your previous pieces back. So then it, it basically is like, I felt it, it was like having a deck of cards where each card is a different shape. And then you continue playing the game, but now you have these other shapes to work off of. Um, so I felt like taking the, taking the pieces was basically like buying a, a card in a deck building game so that was cool i thought that was really interesting i don't think that there would be much replayability with the game but i did think it was cool um i, I hadn't seen something like it before other than i think you brought up that gold digging game what is that I'm one called? splendor no it's a, a rolling right where you're gold
2: digging rolling right yeah a silver and gold yeah
1: silver and gold Damon thought it was a little like silver and gold. I don't think
2: it's anything like silver and gold, but (laughs) uh, I do quite like the presentation of the game. At first, I thought it was going to be a stacking game because of the way it's described. It talks about like the 3D stacking, but it really just means that there's these inset cards that you kind of put the shapes into. There's no actual stacking. It could just easily be done with flat cards. Just the inset cards are far more interesting. Big, thick objects that you can... your shapes into it has kind of a splendor feeling to it i think i would probably prefer splendor to this even though i like the colors and shapes and things more there's just not really enough variety to every move i'd certainly say there's more variety to something like silver and gold just because it's not just polyominoes there's other little things going on with the shapes of the boards there are some expansions that come with the game that you can sort of add in particularly for five and six players that change the game to make it, I guess, I don't know. We didn't have five or six players, so we couldn't try them out. Mostly, it's just kind of performing. Like, there is a, there is definitely an optimal strategy. You can kind of tell. Like, I, there, you have the options of which boards to use, but I couldn't really tell why I would choose one over the other. It just seems like as long as you're moving quickly and you can sort of estimate what shapes you're going to need, then each choice is pretty obvious.
0: Cool. That sounds... So it's like a puzzle game? or do you, Are you solving puzzles in the game?
2: Not really, no. Like, you have a board with a shape to it, but... Because you can always, because you have three actions every turn, one of those actions is take a shape of a certain size. You can always fill the board. You're always going to be able to fill your board. Yeah,
1: maybe I mislabeled it. Maybe it's not a puzzle game.
2: I think it's probably listed as a puzzle. I don't know what else you'd call it. I guess I don't
1: understand what you're doing with the pieces then. You're just sticking sticking them in a hole. You're just stacking them onto the card. You're stacking them onto the card to make the shape that's on the card. Which sounds
2: like it's 3D, but it's not. It's 2D.
0: Yeah, it's two D. It's I'm not. I'm so trying to picture this, and I'm having the hardest time for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Think about.
2: Uh... Imagine silver and gold. But yeah. You're not yeah. drawing. You just have a shape. You
0: just place cards.
2: You just place shapes. They're like oh, okay. cut out. They're like Plastic cut out
0: shapes. It. They're they're not cards. I just, I was just re- referring to them as cards because it felt like a deck building game. So you're not really solving the puzzle. You're just trying to find the pieces that you need to fit that shape. Yes. You can use any shapes you want to build it, but...
2: Well, you can't. So like, for example, if I have a hole left that's just a little square and the only shape I have is an L, yeah. I can't use it because it doesn't fit in the hole.
1: No. But you can mm. use any of the shapes you have that fit.
0: Interesting.
2: It's the perfect game to describe in a podcast as it is only visual, has no numbers or words, and um, uh, is almost yes. entirely based on putting Literally. shapes in a 3D object. <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, that's hard. The second new game we played was Cubitos. I really enjoyed this game, mostly just because I love racing games. Like, they're probably my favorite games and, like, efficiency games. And this is about efficiency and racing. And, like, those come by my two favorite things. And dice, like custom dice. This game has all of that. So if you like games that race or about efficiency and have lots of custom dice, like, this game is for you. It's kind of almost like a like a dice building game. So you have an initial starting dice of like nine in your hand, and then you roll them. You can bust if you have previously rolled three things, and then you roll and you bust. You can lose it all. So it's a push or luck game, which is also really clever about it. The hard thing about the game is that it's a a foot race. So you're trying to race around the track the fastest, but all of these dice you get at the beginning of the game light light gray and dark gray dice they have a very low probability of rolling anything only one side of the dice actually has anything to give you either money or to move you along the actual track so you're trying to buy more expensive dice that up your odds to give you a better chance of racing farther giving you more money but it's just it's so funny because sometimes you'll roll and like i have nine dice and you roll all of them and they're all blank and you're like wow that sucked (laughs) it uh yeah, it's a really fun dice-building game. Have you guys played Cubito's before? No. mm I've oh seen it gosh. in stores. I, I loved it so much. It's probably one of my new favorite games. Well, Carrie recommended it to me, and it's been sitting in my board game shelf for, like, three months, and I bought it back in, like, January, I think. And <laughs> if you, it's just a really fun push-your-luck game, and all the dice, they're custom dice, and they're all cute. Like, some look like, like little kitty cats and other dice look like um little dragons they're just so cute and the images are so cute and the little pieces you move are so cute and it's a really well-balanced game colorful just it combines everything i like about board games so wow really really highly recommend it Ah, you
1: found a good one
0: yeah well carrie recommended it so couldn't have been that bad but yeah you guys (laughs) should play it too it's really fun
2: That's good. We also played Abyss Conspiracy. Abyss Conspiracy is the card game version of Abyss. I thought it was like a totally different game, because it's because Abyss Universe. But it is kind of the same game, just dramatically compressed in in a card game. It's also by Bruno Cathala. Normally these card game versions of board games, especially big, like award-winning board games, tend to be by different people. So this was exciting that it was by the same person. Uh, In that way, I expected it to be better than it was. You have this sort of inverted pyramid that you're putting cards into. Each card has a value between one and nine and a suit of whatever color. And then they call them like farmers or I don't know whether the other lords. But we didn't call them
1: those things. Farmers, merchants, we would call them crabs,
2: I'm not describing like the story of the game because describing the story would make it even harder to understand. It's all about like the internal politics of underwater sea lords. (laughs) <laughs> but, like, really elaborate, complicated politics in, like, a congressional hall. It's a very... Like, this was in the original Abyss, but it's it, that's mostly about, like, oh, here's a bunch of sea creatures. Oh, also, there are lords. Yeah. But this one's all about their congress and how their congress works.
1: Yeah. In the, the, in the pyramid, it says you're building your congress.
2: So you've got this top level of the pyramid that's going to have more lords than the next level, or it's going to have more lords than the third level. So you'll have four, and then three, and then two, and then one. And you're trying to kind of get combos because you have to place your cards from left to right, top to bottom. All of the like mechanics are here from the Abyss board game if you played that. But if you have that, just stick with that. I'm sure this is cheaper, and it reuses some of the same art. And I think it has some new art as well, some mm-hmm, of the new lord does. images. But for the most part, that is just a way better version of this thing. It still has the lords, it still has like ruling undersea... I don't know, shipwrecks, coral reefs, things like that. Pearls, keys. These are things that are just in the other game. But in the card game, they just make a lot less sense. They've just sort of been crammed in. There's not really a lot of theme. There's a whole bunch of stuff about this Congress, but the theme certainly doesn't come across. Um,
1: it's a short game. We played it in 25, 30 minutes. Cool. Because it's short, it's good that It's good that it's short because I felt like there was a lot of luck involved in the game. It's partially kind of a card drafting game. You have choices of different cards that you can put into your Congress and you're trying to make the right choices. But if you're going for certain synergies and your cards never show up, then you're just out of luck (laughs) and you have to change strategies real quick. Also, there was no reason for the inverted pyramid. There was no reason for it at all. It's not like they had to get bigger as you stacked or anything like that it was just that shape just to look interesting i guess which is kind of a waste of space because it just makes it bigger than it needs to be
2: well you mean versus a normal pyramid
1: no if it wasn't a pyramid at all it could have just been like two rows
2: Mm, i don't agree but Uh, okay
1: but there was no reason for the pyramid
2: The pyramid is there to... So you get points based on your largest contiguous group of colors. Mm -hmm. So without the pyramid, that would be impossible or extremely difficult to make. Yeah, that's why the pyramid exists. But the game is kind of overbalanced. It's balanced within an inch of its life. And I think this is why also Monster Expedition, which we really liked the first time we played, is Mm -hmm. also getting kind of tiring, is that these games that are way too, too balanced so that there is no...
1: No matter how bad you play, still gonna be within be a few points. Yeah. yeah,
2: I don't
0: like games like that.
2: It's not—it's <laughs> not point salad. That's a different no. idea. I, I like that less. But it's—it's it's the idea that, like, oh, if I if I roll a die and I get a one, it's going to give me a low score but some big ability. Or hmm. if I roll a nine, it'll give me a big score but no ability. Right? That's this kind of balancing system where luck is completely mitigated out but the game is still based on luck for some reason so it just becomes this sort of mush it feels very mushy and I've been playing more and more games like that recently which are like these kind of short small package mushy games yeah so this is a mushy mushy game
1: yeah there's nothing like there's nothing grabbing about it it was like oh I guess we're playing it was just like as interesting as as staring at a fish swimming in a bowl
2: which is funny because we just played one of my games, Oahu, which uh, did not get published. And then we played it recently after a couple of years of working on other things. Oh, yeah. And it's also kind of mushy it's in the not same good. way. It's um, not good. Also we takes We have place a lot underwater. of revising to do. Yeah, but it's kind of the same thing where it's like, oh, I, I kind of balanced this thing out within an inch of its life. And as a result, there's no like extremes. I kind of chopped all the edges off to make it much more palatable. mm mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of the same thing. It's like a small box game. And it's it's I can see where like a lot of people probably came to the same conclusions you know, kind of at the same times where a lot of games just a few years ago were getting just bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And so as a result, some people, myself included, were like, I need to make the smallest possible game I can to like counterbalance this inclination towards the twenty-five page rule books, but it kind of sawed off a lot of fun. So this is an example of that. Uh, Abyss Conspiracy, I wouldn't recommend. Abyss, I would recommend wholeheartedly.
0: The last new game I played this week is uh, Exit Return to the Abandoned Cabin. So the first one came (laughs) out, I think it was their very first one, which was it was called Exit the Abandoned Cabin. I think that was the Uh first exit game. This is a sequel to that game. Why would you go back? Uh, I can't tell you. I don't want to spoil anything. But (laughs) I will say that this one is a little bit different than the other exit games I've played. So in this scenario, you build the cabin in the box. Oh, that sounds fun. There's like, there's like drawers and cabinets that you can look in and they have stuff and it's just a clever way to kind of recreate the exit games. I won't spoil any of the puzzles, but it was a very fun exit game. And if you've played the first one, (laughs) the first one is very frustrating for us because I played it with my brother and sister-in-law. It was one of those anagram puzzles, you know, Mm. where it was like, the the actual clue was barcode so to, i don't know it's it's been out for a while but you had to look at the barcode but we had tra- we had anagrammed it to some other like weird piece of clothing and so we're like there's nothing on here that has this piece of clothing <laughs> because oh. we got the whole anagram wrong and after a while we're like oh and that barcode <laughs> <laughs> why like isn't funny game, any, but... anybody wearing
1: a cardigan
0: I don't know. do it was, i like, need weirdest... to wear a cardigan yeah exactly it was so dumb so the, it's got a lot of clever puzzles the fact that it makes a cabin is really cool and some yeah, of them are adorable. very clever so i would highly recommend exit return to the abandoned cabin so cool cool sounds great yep. well those are all the games that we play i really do want to play a uh, heat pedal to the metal with you guys too i think you i want to play that. it too yeah definitely We should play it after this. I'll teach you guys the rules. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. And as always, play safe, play often, and we will see you next time.